I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. Today in the podcast, I've got a classical composer and cellist who has turned his gaze toward ambient chamber music. His name is Peter Gregson. He's creating a 21st century sound of orchestral instruments and electronics. To me, the electronic stuff is absolutely foundational. I try not to think of them as separated elements. I like to think of them like any other instrument in the orchestra. Peter Gregson, he recently scored the film Ammonite and he has a new album, Patina. Before we head to Peter Gregson, I want to remind you that Christmas is coming. Supply chain issues are leaving people short of their gifts, even if they're shopping early. But there is no supply chain problem with the gift of Echoes. Give the music lover of your life a gift subscription to Echoes Online, our streaming subscription music service, so you can hear all 10 hours of Echoes programming we produce every week. You can also give them a subscription to the Echoes CD of the Month Club, so they get a great album every month like our November selection, Marconi Unions, Signals, or our December pick, the Winter Tales Collection with new music by Brian and Roger Eno, Balmeray, Dustin O'Halloran, Anna Brune, and more. Go to echoes.org and click the store tab. That's echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S dot org, O-R-G. Peter Gregson is a name you may have come across. He scored soundtracks for the films Forgotten Man, Blackbird, and Ammonite. And if you're a gamer, he scored Boundless. But at his core, Gregson is a composer of personal, ambient chamber music works, merging electronics and orchestral instruments. His latest album is Patina. As a young child in Edinburgh, Scotland, Peter Gregson knew that the cello was for him, but it wasn't the sound of the instrument. I started playing the cello when I was four. Originally, I wanted the, the cello case from the Bond film, you know, the, the Living Daylights, where he skis down the slope. Glad I insisted you brought that cello. Which you'll be pleased to know I now have. Not the actual one, but it's made by the same people. Yeah. <laughs> Gregson quickly embraced the sound of the cello itself, as you can tell from his rendering of the Bach Cello Suites. Gregson took a conventional classical music path, studying cello at the Royal Academy of Music in London, but those studies were not restricted to playing the classical repertoire. Yeah, so I spent quite a lot of time as a student in recording studios, but in the control room, like having done some orchestration or part preparation for a 
string recording session for a pop song, that kind of thing. And I just always paid attention to what the, the engineers were saying. And, you know, and then you sort of pick up bits and pieces. The music of John Adams and George Crumb inspired an interest in new compositional forms outside of the classical mainstream. And professors at the Royal Academy encouraged him to write his own music rather than focusing purely on performance. After finishing school, Gregson began mixing acoustic and electronic elements glued together by studio processing. Several solo albums as well as soundtracks for movies and video games have displayed this mix. His most recent album, Bettina, finds him in an ambient chamber music mode. first listen, the compositions on Patina seem like orchestral music with synthesizer lines added. But listen closer, and it becomes hard to discern which sounds come from strings and which originate on oscillators. Conventional string arrangements swirl and twist in unexpected ways. Rhythmic pulses might be electronic sequences or minimalist patterns plucked on a violin. Gregson says that's a consequence of his overall approach. To me, the electronic stuff is absolutely foundational in that I try not to think of them as separated elements. You know, yes, they get plugged in, they've got a cable and they've got, you know, output cables. But actually, I then I reamp them, I play them back into a physical space and we record that room back. And I like to think of them like any other instrument in the orchestra you know, and that they've all got different strengths, different weaknesses, different flavours. To be honest, it isn't something I think too much about, like, oh, I need to make sure I've got a synth or a, an electronica, this or a beat or a pulse. You end up, you're writing the piece of music and you've got to be led where the music's going. You start with an idea. It's a bit like I have a friend of my parents who's an author and he, he has this wonderful line, which is, you know, the characters can surprise you. The characters have to surprise you, you know, because the characters have a life and they, they exist and they, at a certain level, they have to be real enough to change course. Gregson likes to blur the line between acoustic and electronic. Even when recording in acoustically interesting spaces, he views the sound in the room as just a starting point. His cello might undergo dramatic transformations by processing the ambient space itself, rather than directly affecting the instrument. There's a lot of heavy processing on the cello space, not just on the cello sound. There's a whole world of reverbs and different ways of creating space so you know i've got like valve reverbs and tape reverbs and springs and rooms and all these things that react differently and and then decaying and degrading the sound of that space has a kind of effect on the the perception of time and the big party piece of this record is that the title track patinas is the vocoded cello
So a vocoder, if, if anyone listening doesn't know, is a piece of equipment commonly used in pop music to create like a very artificial sounding choir. You say hello and you press the keyboard down and your voice gets mapped to those sounds. And it's an acoustic process, envelope following and filtering. And So mine is an old one, it's made by Moog and it's beautiful and cool. It's just a very recognisable sound. And I, I'm really interested in this like hyper control of an organic sound source. So like the cello, the kind of cultural overheads of that are you think Elgar, Bach, Beethoven. It's got a sound and people have an expectation of it. Whereas I prefer to treat it like a human voice. And, you know, you think of an artist like Bon Iver, James Blake, Kanye West. They're singing, but the voice is an instrument and it's almost like it's a, an interface for their ideas. They create whole other worlds just from their voice. And that's always captivated me. But I'm a terrible singer, so... I. <laughs> Even the most static of elements, say a pre-programmed sequence, can be humanized by undermining the stiff clock imposed by the machines. My synthesizers are all kind of analog and old crusty things and I don't clock them to a digital signal. So what I actually do with the, the arpeggiated pieces is I write the arpeggio. In these cases, it's a Juno arpeggiator. And I perform it in, you know, riding the different attacks and, and, and envelope shapes. And then, rather ridiculously, I make... The internal tempo is not mechanical. I mean, it is mechanical, but it's not, like, digitally perfect. It speeds up, it rushes, it slows, it kind of pushes and pulls. And it's very subtle, but it's enough, for, you know, for someone like yourself to notice it. It is enough for it to feel human and not feel like a computer. pandemic forced Gregson to work largely by himself. He'd already planned to devote time to composing and recording, but ended up doing much more of it alone at home than he expected. But when it came time to record the final audio, he managed to schedule time between lockdowns to record the cello in an evocative acoustic space. I ended up writing it all at home, and I did end up recording a version of it all at home. And then about halfway through the first, no, it must have been the beginning of the second lockdown here in the UK, just before that, the recording studios opened up again. And so I was like, okay, so I can go and at least record the solo cello, the big solo cello moments in a bigger room. And so I live very close to Paul Epworth's studio, who's um, Adele's producer. He's got this phenomenal studio called The Church. And we recorded 
the, the solo cellos there. And it's this big, beautiful, kind of fabulous sounding room. recording in beautiful acoustic spaces, the pandemic forced him to record more at home than he'd intended. There are quite a lot of textural elements that were recorded and produced from this room, from my front room, because they worked really well and they sounded great. Um, but the more dynamic, kind of big stuff, we kept all the stuff from the, the big, big fancy studios. But yes, it was just like a gradual piece by piece. We improved it as we could, as, as restrictions allowed. And I think then that informed the writing process and the production process. And when I listen back to it and I think like, you know, gosh, I'm so pleased we could add this. And I'm so glad we, you know, had that time to reflect on how, you know, what we were doing and when it was being done. And so in, in many ways, difficult global time, but I really personally, professionally appreciated the kind of enforced like focus on just having one thing and just doing that one thing. Gregson has found kindred spirits in contemporaries like Max Richter, Olaf Arnolds, and the late Johann Johansson, all composers making distinctly modern music that's still rooted in classical tradition. There's not a widely accepted name for their style. I always jokingly refer to it as like left-leaning classical music. You know, I think it's like a slightly liberal approach to the continued classical tradition. I feel like it's a continuation of the classical tradition, not a continuation of the electronic tradition somehow. I feel like the electronic music tradition is moving in a different way and this is much more that it's coming out of the classical world rather than coming out of the electronic world.
No matter what you call it, Peter Gregson continues to explore the overlap of orchestral and electronic music. His latest album is Patina on Deutsche Grammophone Records. Echoes Jeff Town produced this interview with Peter Gregson. On the posting for this podcast, I've got a link to Peter Gregson's Patina. You'll find it at echoes.org. We're taking next week off for Thanksgiving, but in the following weeks, I've got interviews with Marconi Union, Bob Spitz talking about his book, Led Zeppelin, the biography, and a tour of the Electronic Music Education and Preservation Project, also known as an electronic musician's wet dream. You'll find out why. I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes Podcast from PRX. See you next week tonight on the radio somewhere in the country or at Echoes Online right now or whenever you want.